in the family of grace welcome to another episode of daily press with alan wonder chapter edition and today's wonder chapter is exodus chapter 23 we're still following the story of gray being the story of the israelites as they move from egypt to the promised land and as usual let's start with the word of prayer Almighty God, I want to thank you for this wonderful day. I want to thank you for protecting us and guiding us. I want to thank you for the gift of this wonderful day. I want to thank you for everything that you have done for us, Father. We do not take it for granted. May send on your Holy Spirit to come and guide us, to come and protect us in everything that we do. Father, have mercy on us where we have gone wrong, where we have offended you in our actions, in our plans. And in our minds, Father, what you have done and what you have you done, Father, we ask of your forgiveness. May you come through for us and may you be with us. We pull this believing and trusting in your mighty name. Let of your son, Jesus Christ, strengthen us. Amen. Welcome once again to another episode of Daily Grace with Alan. And today's wonder chapter is none other than in Exodus chapter 23. I don't know why I'm saying Genesis. It moves away from Genesis a long time ago. And as we start off by reading, and then we shall see. Laws of justice and mercy. Do not spread false reports. Do not help a guilty person by being a malicious witness. Do not follow the crowd in doing wrong. When you give a testimony in a lawsuit, do not pervert justice by sliding, by siding with a crowd. And do not show favoritism to a poor person in a lawsuit. If you have come across your enemy's ox or donkey wandering off, be sure to return it. If you see the donkey of someone who hates you falling down under its load, don't leave it there. Be sure you help them with it. Do not deny justice to your poor people in their lawsuits. Have nothing to do with false charge. And do not put an innocent or honest person to death, for I will not acquit the guilty. Do not accept a bribe, for a bribe blinds those who see and twist the words of the innocent. Do not oppress a foreigner. You yourselves know how it feels to be foreigners because you are foreigners in Egypt. For six years now, you are to sow your fields and harvest the crops. By doing the seventh year, let the land rest unplowed and unused. Then the poor among you may get food from it, and the wild animals may eat what is left. Do the same for your vineyards and for your olive groves. Six days do your work. But on the seventh day, do not work, so that your ox and your donkey may rest, and so that the slave born in your household and the foreigner living among you may be refreshed. Be careful, do not... Be careful to do everything I have said to you. Do not invoke the names of other gods. Don't let them be heard on your lips. The three annual festivals. Three times a year you are to celebrate a festival to me. Celebrate a festival of unleavened bread. For seven days eat bread made without yeast, as I have commanded. Do this at the appointed time in the month of Aviv. For... In the month you came out of Egypt, no one is to appear before me empty-handed. Celebrate the festival of harvest with the first fruits of the crops you sow in the field. Celebrate the festival of in gathering at the end of the year 
When you gather in your crops from the field three times a year, all men are to appear before the sovereign Lord. Do not offer blood. Do not offer the blood of a sacrifice to me along with anything containing yeast. The fat of my festival offerings must not be kept until morning. Bring the best of the first fruits of your soul to the house of the Lord your God. Do not cook a young God in its mother's milk. God's angels prepare to prepare the way. See, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guide you along the way and to bring to you a place I have prepared. Pay attention to him and listen to what he says. Do not rebel against you. He will forgive your rebellion since your name is in him. If you listen carefully to what he says and do all that I say, I will be an enemy to your enemies and will oppose those who oppose you. My, my angel will go ahead of you and bring you into the land of the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hevitites, and the Jebusites, and I'll wipe them out. Do not bow before their gods or worship them or follow their practices. You must demolish them and break their sacred stones to pieces. Worship the Lord your God and his blessings will be on you and on your food and your water will take away sickness from you. And none will miscarry or be barren in your land. I give you a full lifespan. I will send my tear ahead of you and throw into confusion every nation you encounter. I will make all your enemies turn their backs and run. I will send the onet ahead of you to, to drive the heavy tides, Canaanites and Hittites out of the way. But I will not drive them out in a single year because the land would become desolate and the wild animals too numerous for you. Little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. I will establish your borders from the Red Sea to the Mediterranean Sea and from the desert to the Euphrates River. I'll give you into your hands the people who live in the land and you will drive them out before you. Do not make a covenant with them or their gods. Do not let them live in your land or they will cause you to sin against me because the worship of their gods will certainly be a snare to you. Well, yeah, that is what we had today. That's Exodus chapter 23. And without wasting time, let's start. What message do I get? The first message, the first thing that really comes, that hits me came from verse 1. Do not spread false report. Do not help a guilty person by being a malicious witness. Do not spread false reports. I think I, I even talked about this in the previous one, the chapter. That we should always be honest and we should always be truthful. Stand your ground. I know sometimes we are forced, you know, actually, sometimes you may be forced to say some things that you don't even want to say. But the Lord is reminding us that we should not let our situations change the truth. Always be a man, a woman of your words, and God will reward you. The second thing that I learned is to 
comes from verse 2. Do not follow the crowd in doing wrong. When you give a testimony in a lawsuit, don't be pervert. Do not pervert justice by sliding with the crowd and do not show favoritism to a poor person in a lawsuit. I learned that we must stand our ground. Do not succumb to negative peer pressure. So many times we as Christians are forced by our peers, by our community, by our circle, by whatever we are, to do certain things that we would not necessarily want to do, knowing the fact that they are not good. And today the Lord is telling us that we should not, we should desist, we should not allow. Just because everyone is doing it does not make a wrong, right? No. Stand your ground. Are you willing to stand your ground? That's the question. Also, what people do you surround yourself with? You see the people that you surround yourself with can heavily influence you, your Christian life or your personal life. If you surround yourself with thugs, you're most likely to live a thug-like life. If you surround yourself with Christian people, you're most likely to be to live a Christian-like life. And that's what we are told to do. That's what we ought to do as Christians. Surround yourselves with the right people. The next thing, verse 4 really hit me. If you come across your enemy's ox or donkey, wandering off, be sure to return it. Love your enemies, your enemies in court, because we all know that our only main enemy is the devil. Love them, whether they hate you or not. Just remember everyone was created in God's image. So yes, show that, emulate that. Let other people see that. Help your enemy. Love them. First five verses is very nice, by the way. If you see the donkey of someone who hates you falling down under its load, do not leave it there. Be sure you be sure you help them with it. Lend a helping hand. That's a message. And this is just telling us that we should help uh, wholeheartedly and selflessly. How? If you're helping selflessly, you will not care whether this person did to you A or did to you B or forgot to do for you C. You'll help them selflessly. You'll help them with that emotion. And that's what the Lord is telling us to do. That's what the Lord is telling us. That instead of fighting each other as Christians, instead of fighting because so-and-so did A, B, and C, why don't we unite and we be together? Verses 6 and 7 tells us to say no to favoritism. Do not deny justice to you, to your poor people in lawsuits. Have nothing to do with false charge and do not put an innocent or honest person to death, for I will not acquit the guilty. Some of you are in high authorities of power. Some of you will be in high authorities of power. But once you get there, do not use those positions to mistreat people. Do not use those positions to make people's lives hell. Don't. 
because surely the Lord will not forget. And you do not know what tomorrow holds. You do not know you may need that person tomorrow. That's what I'm telling you. So do not be heartless. Do not be ruthless. Do not be self-centered. Do not be selfish. And do not abuse power and authority. Nine, do not oppress a foreigner. Verse nine, do not oppress a foreigner. You yourselves know how it feels to be foreigners because you are foreigners in Egypt. See, so many times people tend to oppress those who are, let me say, below them, those who are under them, those who are new. I've ever been to a foreign place, by the way. I've been to a place where I didn't even know the language. And the only way I could communicate was like maybe through English. But, you know, like not all the, not all the locals knew English. So once in a while, I really have a difficult time. You know, you go to a shop and just because you can't speak the language, is the way they treat you, kid. Don't have Christ-like values. Mm -hmm. I'm going to verse 13. Verse 13, the Lord is again telling us, be careful to do everything I've said. Do not evoke the names of other gods. Do not let them be heard on your lips. I think from the last days we have been hearing this a lot. Our God is a jealous God. And he knows when you do this, there is a repercussion. Amen. There's a repercussion when you do this, when you not listen to him, when you get a small God. And because he loves you so much, he's sounding warnings each and every day. But the question is, can you listen? Are you listening? Or you are just too busy? You are too busy for the Lord. Today's one chapter really, I don't know, makes me happy. Because like God is one more time like re-echoing what he said. You know, you only re-echo things to make them understood over and over and over again. If you go to verse 15, look what happens in verse 15. Celebrate the festival of unleavened bread for seven days. Eat bread made of made you that he is as a command. Do this at the appointed time at the end of the month. For in the month you will come out of Egypt. No one is to appear before me empty-handed. Mark, no one is to appear before me empty-handed. I know someone should be like, what, what if I don't have... You see the Bible tells us to come to God the way we are. Yes. Don't come empty-handed though. And by the way, they have not said you bring money, you bring what? Sacrifice your Lord. Those bad habits that you have, take them, carry them, and offer them to the Lord. The next time you're going to see him, carry them to the Lord. Tell them, God, you know what? I may not have money, I may not have any materialistic thing to give you, but I want you to take away this habit from me in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, and he will take it away. Because he will never refuse what you have brought before him. No, he doesn't work like that. He will always accept your gifts. 
And when you continue to verse 19, now if you feel that you have something, something materialistic, something tangible that you want to give to the Lord, look at what it tells you. Bring the best of your first fruits of your soil to the house of the Lord, your God. Do not cook a young God in its mother's milk. If you feel like you have something materialistic that you want to give, then give the Lord the best because he deserves you the best. He deserves the best, sorry. He gives the best. So why would you give him something which is not of high quality? Amen. How can he good of high quality? He sends you high quality blessings. He blesses you high qualityly. I don't know if that word exists, but yes. And verse 24 continue. See, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. The Lord loves us so much. The Lord cares for us so much that he's even sending an angel to guide, to guide us and guide us until we reach where he wants us to be. The angel guides you. When you're going to switch, reminds you, A, B, C, no, don't go there. But even sometimes we are so reluctant to hear, to accept. And still the Lord loves you, like with all your flaws and with all your imperfections, the Lord loves you and he cares for you. He's madly in love with you. And if you go into verse 22, if you listen carefully to what he says and do all that I say, I will be an enemy to your enemies and will oppose those who oppose you. The Lord will fight for you. The Lord is giving you a free, he's telling you, you know what, relax, I catch you. But what must you do? You must listen carefully to what he says and do all that he says. The condition is very simple. And lastly, if you look at verse 30, what does verse 30 tell us? Little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. Little by little, mean process by osmosis, one step at a time. So this calls for patience. The Lord is telling you, relax. Relax, man. I can do this in one day. I can do this in one second, but I'm going to do it step by step for a reason, process by process, little by little. Can you be patient? Are you willing? Are you accepting the terms and conditions? This has been a very beautiful wonder chapter that I want you to go back. Read Exodus chapter 23. What do you learn? What do you learn? Remember, the Lord can use one word to send a thousand messages. Write to us, dailyvoices at yahoo.com, or you can send us a direct message on Instagram or Twitter at Daily Grace with Alan. We really love to hear from you. Almighty love, God, I want to thank you for this wonderful dance. Thank you for the gift of life. I want to thank you for the gift of provision. Thank you for the gift of everything that you've given unto us. I want to thank you for the rules and the laws that you keep on reminding us each and single day because you do not want us to go astray because of the tremendous love and care that you have for us. Father, you know, sometimes we derail from them. Sometimes we do not listen. Father, sometimes we're so busy that we don't pay attention to what you're saying. But may you forgive us and may you fill us with the spirit of guidance. May you fill us with your Holy Spirit. 
and may you guide us in whatever that we do. Never let us go astray. Once we are derailed, Father, may you fill us with the right circle of people who can notice once you have gone astray and help us guide and find our way back to you. Build us believing and trusting in your mighty name and the Savior Son, Jesus Christ, who strengthens us. Amen.